coming up, we've got the release dates for the upcoming Doctor Who anniversary specials. Also talking about dashing through the snow and much more. But before we go any further, make sure you do hit that subscribe button to keep up with the latest Disney Plus news. So after a long wait, we finally know when the new 60th anniversary specials are going to be arriving on our screens. So the Doctor Who specials, there's going to be three of them. And they're going to be showing here in the UK. They're going to be on the BBC and they'll be available on iPlayer. But around the world, they will also be available on Disney+. Plus. They're kind of being put across as Disney Plus original specials in the US and like in Australia and in Canada. But we've now got some more information. So the first special called The Star Beast will be dropping on Saturday the 25th of November. Followed by Wild Blue Yonder, which will be dropping on Saturday the 2nd of December. And then the Giga will be dropping on Saturday the 9th of December. Important to note, if you're in Australia New Zealand, um, it'll be the following day because of just um, time changes and stuff. So I think it's going to be a little bit more like um, we see with the international rollout of content, where it drops much later in the day than the typical release date, because I suspect it'll be premiering here in the UK first, and then it'll be released and sort of globally at the same time on Disney+. Plus. So this is a really big get for Disney. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. The trailer looks fantastic. Um, David Tennant is my favourite Doctor. Really looking forward to it. The trailer that we saw for it is very similar to what we saw um, just a couple of weeks ago from the BBC. Disney's kind of not really been promoting it and then suddenly they've just kind of boosted up once they got the date. I know a lot of people have been asking for it. Now this is a big difference really with the BBC compared to like Disney and stuff. The BBC tends to hold on until the very last minute before announcing dates with its schedules and stuff. The thing is with the BBC is it works very differently to any big corporation like Comcast or Disney or anything like that because it is a public broadcast network. It is paid for by uh, the British public. We pay like a license fee and if basically if you're watching live television You have to pay for it um, up till a few years ago You actually could be put in prison and get like fines and stuff if you didn't have the license things have kind of changed a little bit It's a very very tricky situation with what they do nowadays with it But we don't get adverts and stuff So it's a very weird way and then the commercial arm of the BBC then sells us things on in other countries and stuff to make money like things like um, Dancing with the Stars, which is based on a BBC show. So I think it's going to be really good when it arrives. I think it's going to really give Doctor Who a much bigger platform, much more people to be able to watch it. These specials, the trailer, I think looks great. I'm really looking forward to watching these specials. We've also got some new artwork for it. Yeah, I just think this just looks fantastic. Can't wait for it. I definitely feel like this is a really big get for Disney Plus around the world. And yeah, us here in the UK, we can watch it on the BBC. But let us know what you think of the trailer. And are you excited for Doctor Who? Now, I've had quite a few people actually saying about the idea that they've never watched Doctor Who. And do they have to go back and watch it? you got to remember, this is the 60th anniversary specials. So this show has been running for 60 years. But that doesn't mean that you have to have been watching it since the start. Because basically every time there is a new Doctor... Um, and they've kind of got this fantastic system, and I'm sure Marvel and everybody else would love to copy it, is where um, when an actor basically leaves or, you know, anything like that, they just basically kill the character off and then it regenerates into a new um, actor. And it's a whole new character and it's great. That's why we've had so many different actors taking on the role. Um, so David Tennant has returned and this is going to be like a short-term thing because we're getting Shuti Gatwa will be taking over as the Doctor for the Christmas special. So there'll be even more Doctor Who and then we're going to get the new season next year. They've just started filming 
the brand new season after that. So this is the, the great thing about Doctor It just keeps on going. Um, I have been a fan since the 1980s. I'm, I have been watching this for so long. I mean, there is like 900 episodes and stuff of it. You do not need to go back there. If you've never watched it, you should be able to jump right in with these new specials because one of the great things that Doctor Who does is every time there's a, essentially a new Doctor, it's a jumping on point. But also the, the idea of the companion, there's always a Doctor and a companion. The companion basically is the world through the eyes of us, the viewer. So essentially the Doctor and anyone will have to explain to the companion what is going on, why it's important and all that. It's a bit more subtle than that. but. Basically, they will explain to the companion what's going on, and so therefore they always explain to anybody new what's going on. That's why you can pick up pretty much any episode and kind of get an idea of what's going on. So if you've never watched it, you can just jump straight in on these ones. It won't be a problem. There will be, I think, a lot of little Easter eggs in these anniversary ones because it's kind of pulling in on the past, but don't worry about it. If you can, I believe in the US you can watch um, um, old episodes on, um, I think it's Max. Here in the UK they've just been kind of getting ready to put them onto iPlayer though. You do not want to be going back to the 1960s stuff. Maybe if you really want to, go back to kind of like the reboot of 2005 when Christopher Eckerson took over and then go through from there because um, that's kind of the, the, the kind of the reboot when it became a little bit more modern. But anyway, that's enough Doctor Who. Um, but yeah, as you can see, I'm really looking forward to this. I think this is a great get for Disney. Um, I'm really looking forward to it. In fact, I've got like Doctor Who and Star Wars and Marvel and yeah, it's great. But let us know if you're excited in the comments below. We also got a brand new trailer for the upcoming original film, Dashing Through the Snow, which is dropping on Friday the 17th of November. Um, first look at the trailer, basically you've got Ludacris is um, a parent with his kid and kind of gets intertwined with an adventure with Santa who is Lil Ray Harry and he doesn't believe it and they've kind of got to prove that he, you know, that Santa exists and a whole load of adventures and stuff go on. It looks okay, it's very much a kind of TV movie, got a little bit more special effects in it than I was expecting with some of the stuff with the reindeers and so on. It might be good, it might be alright. The trailer really didn't do much for me. Um, yeah, I think I'd rather just watch Elf again. <laughs> it just, it just, it looks okay. But yeah, put it on the Disney Plus. I'll give it a go. I'm not, these are usually the thing with these kind of movies though. I go in not expecting a lot and they're usually a lot better than they are. But yeah, trailer isn't anything new, nothing amazing. But let us know what you thought of it in the comments below. Let's now talk about direct TV because last month Disney made a major new deal with Charter Spectrum that would reduce the amount of channels that they would offer on their bundle. That meant that they took off Freeform, Nat Geo Wild, Disney Junior, some of the FX channels and a whole host of other ones. And in kind of exchange for that, they're going to be getting the ad-supported version of Disney+. Plus. Now, obviously, as you'd imagine, the other platforms and cable networks want to do something similar, and so DirecTV are going to be looking to do something, as far as they're concerned, that is the new model, and they're going to be going after it when the negotiations come up in 2024. They think there's too many channels, and they want to cut that back, and they want to be able to offer streaming services in the bundle as well. Essentially, they view that we're kind of, everyone's been paying for things twice. You know, if you have to watch a Disney Channel show, why do you have to pay for it more to watch it on Disney Plus, etc. So yeah, we're gonna be seeing more of this. I think we're gonna start seeing that ad-supported version of Disney Plus included in more bundles with cable. Because that's what, that's really essentially what customers want in that respect of getting value for their money. And just having less channels, I don't think we need as many of the plus ones and the extra channels just to spread out that content with everything being on demand. You don't really need it the same. I know myself, like, 
here, you know, like they, ITV launched loads and loads of channels, BBC did the same. But because you're using like iPlayer or just the on-demand systems through the system, television boxes, you don't necessarily are watching them and recording them on the plus ones and stuff that you used to have to maybe 10, 15 years ago. That's, you don't really need all these additional channels. So we're going to see more core channels. I suspect if DirecTV does this, I mean, I can essentially view that a lot of these channels are going to start going and disappearing in the years ahead because there's just no need for them all. I think they'll have the core channels, Nat Geo, ABC, Disney, and sort of FX. Those are going to be the four core ones I think they'll keep going with. And then they'll throw in the ad-supported version of Disney+. Plus. And also remember, with in the US, with them starting to add in that Hulu content into Disney+, Plus, that's where it's really going to make a big difference. Because obviously at the minute, like the FX content isn't on there as, and so on. But things will get sorted. But definitely going to be some big changes. It's good for Disney as well, because that means they can boost up those subscriber numbers for Disney+, Plus because they're still getting paid for them. And also just kind of moves the money across from linear where it was going over to streaming, just kind of stabilizes their business a little bit more keeps up the numbers a little bit yeah so definitely it's definitely a change i mean i know a lot of people say that it might be best just to go back to cable but at least now when if you if with all these different bundles and stuff you're going to get the different streaming services so very different very very different to how it was originally planned but let us know what do you think of this i'd love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments below Moving on from there, let's now talk about what's new on Disney Plus today. Um, around the world, we've got a new episode of The Kardashians. So, um, and that one's on Hulu in the United States. I haven't watched this week's episode yet. I'm going to be watching that one tonight with my wife. Um, like I said, I enjoy the show. It's very easy to go. It's just something that we can watch. Um, it's a whole host of different things and stuff that I like to watch. But yeah, so if you enjoy watching The Kardashians, you can watch that one today. And obviously later today... And um, we're going to be getting a new episode of Loki. Can't wait to watch that one for breakfast in the morning because it's like two o'clock in the morning when it drops for me. So I'll watch it when I get up. But let's not excited about Loki. I'd love to hear your thoughts on that in the comments below. In our comment today, which comes from Monkey Boy, who says there are far too many subscription services for too many things now, not just TV and music, but then you've got software, books, comics, even groceries and other products. There's just no way people can afford for them for everything. It's just not a sustainable model for growth. And I definitely agree with this. There does seem to be a case of you've kind of got all these different streaming services and platforms and stuff, and they want your money coming in constantly, and they hope that you forget about it, a bit like the gym membership. And yeah, you do start looking at these bundles. Um, Apple TV just announced yesterday that they're putting up their bundles and their Apple TV prices going up. Netflix is going up, Hulu's gone up, Disney Plus has gone up. Um, PlayStation Plus is going up, Xbox Game Pass, you've got Spotify, you've got, you know, um, Marvel Unlimited, you've got Warhammer Plus, you've got WWE Network, I mean, these are just the ones I've got. And yeah, you do get to a point going, I am spending a lot on all these different platforms, and are they worth it? And in some ways, you've got to look at each one individually and go, am I getting my value out of this? Are these ones, do I get money? Is it worth it? Now... I know I look at like WWE and I go um, generally for me I just tend to watch the premium live events now in my head I'm spending £10 a month on it and I would normally be spending I used to spend £15-20 a month on the pay-per-views now I'll be honest I have got to that point where I am starting to question do I should I just cancel this and get it when you know like the Royal Rumble and Survivor you know the, the big ones come around because a lot of the time, I even I don't even know if I watched the last uh, premium live event. So that's kind of an issue with that one. Um, NFL Game Pass um, recently launched. That was like £35 a month. And I was, I was like, you know what? 
no, I'll just keep we'll just watching whatever games on Monday Night Football for free. I'll watch that instead because, yeah, 35 quid. Um, I don't have get Xbox Game Pass anymore. I've cancelled my Nintendo Switch Online because I realised I just never really used it. So I've just got my PlayStation Plus. I've recently been looking. I use Spotify, but I'm actually thinking now I'm going to start using um, my uh, YouTube music because I've recently got YouTube Premium. That might help kind of offset that a little bit. Um, we don't have Amazon, you know, I'm, you know, and it's just that kind of thing. If we think we've all got to do this and you've got to work out what works and what doesn't, um, different things will apply. Like, you know, if you're buying a lot of comic books, Marvel Unlimited is great. I have, I've had it on and off at the minute. I haven't got it because I go through stages where I want to read stuff and sometimes I don't, but it's cheaper than buying, um, like, like the comics and stuff. Yeah, and there is a lot of stuff. I mean, the grocery ones and all the rest of it, I think you do really have to look into it. You know, like, you know, when you get like wine of the month and fruit of the month and all these kind of things, you have to look at it quite seriously. When they're all, they've all priced quite low to get you hooked and that's what they wanted. And you have to then realize, you know, do I use it? And that is the key thing. Are you using it enough to warrant warrant it and that's the that's the big key difference um but yeah it's it is a very interesting thing with everything that's been going on with all these different streaming services and platforms and stuff and as you said it's not just about disney plus and netflix there are so many other ones and you've got to look at them you know there is you can easily be spending hundreds of pounds on subscriptions and if you're not using them you can get away so i would definitely recommend every you know, at least one at least once a year a minimum of once a year uh, you should probably do it a little bit more than that is sit down write out all your different subscriptions work out are you using them are you actually using that product is it better to jump in and out um and i just got like i just want them you know i've got ea access because i enjoy playing like the nfl games but it's like i look at it like i'm not gonna buy the 60 70 pound nfl game i play on on ea access and like, there's going to be my my 10 hour trial i think i'm down to the last 15 minutes but when that one ends i think ufc uh, 5 comes out so i'm going to jump in on that one instead there, you've got to make it worthwhile are you using it if not get rid of it um and that's the key thing um i think like for example like warhammer plus i use it because of the app for setting up my like armies and stuff there is animation in there and stuff that i i, I keep wanting to check out but keep forgetting about i got the free model and stuff and you kind of look and go okay well that's you know it's costing me a pound a week i play once a week so therefore that's kind of just included in the price and stuff but i could probably could do it for free but who knows? It's very interesting with all this stuff. But let us know what have you dropped? What have you not dropped? What do you what do you think is something that you need to have? I'd love to hear your thoughts on all this. Remember to go check us out over at what's on at DisneyPlus.com. Like, follow, and subscribe, and I shall see you guys soon. Later.